Hey all you rad dads out there. Hey, what's up everyone? Rad Dad Brett here bringing you another episode of the Rad Dad Show. On this episode, Christian sits down with Jiffy Marks from the synth-driven power pop trio Autogram, who are based out of Vancouver and Chicago. Autogram released their sophomore LP, No Rules, earlier this year, and you should definitely check it out. It's so catchy, and honestly, it's just like a lot of fun to listen to. It makes me feel like I'm listening to a more punk rock Cars or Devo record. Anyway, No Rules is out on Novato Records, and you can find it wherever you stream your music or on their band camp. But Jiffy's also a dad to one daughter. He and Christian chat about how parenting styles change through generations and how it all comes from a loving place despite different approaches. Jiffy also talks about the pleasure we dads find in making our kids laugh and spoiling them and, of course, the joy we get from building Lego with them as well. So sit back and enjoy Jiffy Marks on The Rad Dad Show. Jiffy, welcome to The Rad Dad Show. Who are you? Uh, I'm kind of nobody after watching, I mean, not, now after listening to many episodes of the show, I'm like, how did I even get on this show? Like, I mean, I've been playing music for years and, um, I don't know, I'm a lifelong skateboarder and I'm a seven year dad. Um, but yeah, you tell me, uh, <laughs> who am I? Well, that's why you're on the show. You check, check all the boxes you play uh, rock music, you skateboard, and you're a dad. So in my opinion, those are, are some of the things that you need to be on your resume in order to be a rad dad. Um, so Jiffy Marks band, who are you, who are you playing with these days? Uh, I play in a few different uh, projects, but most, my most recent release would be um, Autograms sophomore release, No Rules, which came out... Um, when did that come out? A couple of months ago now. I, sh- I should know this. April, mid-April, I guess. So only a month ago. Um, but we were, we've been releasing singles all year. And um, yeah, we're not touring, obviously, because of uh, just like everyone else, we're kind of stuck at home because of COVID. But um, yeah, we're pretty excited about the, lease, the release and people seem to be responding to it, uh, which is great. That's right. We'll talk more about that. Let's get let's get the parent the rad dad questions out of the way. Do you consider yourself a rad dad? Uh, I guess I do, but I don't. You know, like I again, I'm I've listened to the podcast, and um, I'm not sure if I think that being a rad dad is like a good or a bad thing. But just like you said, I mean, I think like you know, being a skateboarder and like a semi professional musician is like a pretty radical thing as in like compared to compared to my parents who are you know relatively conservative and like you know they were they're like baby boomer parents you know they had 2.5 kids and like my dad worked my mom was she worked but she was also kind of like more the homemaker um so you know like i would say i'm a rad dad in that i'm not really like a i'm not what i would consider a traditional dad but actually, having listened to whatever, like five or six episodes of the Rad Dads podcast, I'm kind of like, oh, I'm not so radical. I'm just like all these other guys. That's, that's why you're here. That's why we, that's kind of like the light that we want to shed, uh, you know, onto people. It's just really an opportunity to kind of be, you know, be proud of, of what you do and kind of give your, yourself and, and we'll give you a pat on the back as well. But right. you know, we, the, the whole kind of, I guess, uh, impetus to the show is to try to, interview dads that um, inspire us in some way. And, it, and 
we we have a strong affinity and love for for music, punk music. And it just doesn't have to be punk music, just anything that you know, deals with something that's creative. And so the hope is, you know, people listen to this and kind of get inspired to maybe create a band on their own, you know, go start a band, you know, the old, the old big boys kind of thing, like that, that punk ethos. And so that, that's what, why you're here. So knowing that a little bit, like, would you, you change your answer? Or you, can you expand on that answer? On the, the, on the rad, whether I'm a rad dad? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I definitely consider myself a rad dad. I'm just, like I was saying, I don't necessarily think that's a good or a bad thing. I mean, um, when I'm off touring with my band, like maybe, you know, that I could be more present, but um, at the same time, like I don't have an, I've never had, or sorry, not never. I, since my daughter was born, um, my, I've never, I haven't had a nine to five job. So um, because I, I want to be more present in her life and n- none of my bands tour, like autogram tours the most and uh, we don't tour that much. So, so, um, you know, I would say I'm still a relatively present. I, I mean, I, I, I make a, an exception of trying to be as present as I can uh, try to share as much of the parenting responsibilities as, as I can. And um, you know, I think that's, that can be kind of rad too, because you know, my dad as much like he, he had, he loves me as just as much as I love my daughter. But his, his way of parenting was more to like, you know, be working all the time so that he could provide for his family. Uh, whereas for me, I'm like, I mean, not to say that I, I don't make an effort to provide for my family, <laughs> but um, I, I just try to make a real effort to like be around and spend as much time with my daughter as I can, just, you know, so that she, um, I, ho- I hope that she appreciates that, you know. Right. Is, is that something they're you're very cognizant of, of like, okay, my dad, you know, you kind of said he wasn't really there, but he provided and he just wor- he worked a lot. And so I, is that something yeah, you were talking about? I, but like, I, I'm like, I kind of want to be like my dad and be a provider, obviously, but I, I want to be there more. Or is I that just... It, um, for sure. Yeah. I think I, I definitely think about that in that, you know, like I think my dad isn't, my dad who had a really close relationship with his dad, they weren't, you know, my dad's parenting style, I think was in a way reactionary to his parents in the same way that my parenting style is a reaction to my parents. But like, it doesn't, you know, like, I think my family, like my parents are still together. um, And uh, I think that has influenced me a lot. And um, yeah, I just think that, uh, you know, we might have different styles but it all comes from like a very loving place like all of those those different parenting styles and styles of being a dad um come from a very loving place so at the same time it's like i'm consciously being a different dad than my dad was in the same way that he probably was from you know contrasting the way that his dad was for him but it's you know coming from a very loving place for sure it's it's not it's not like a rebellion. It's more of a like, well, I'm going to take what he taught me and like kind of tweak it for my, my own tastes and interests, I guess. Right. Nice. Cool. What's the most rewarding aspects of being a dad? Um, well, I know you're a dad. I mean, it's kind of, uh, I don't, I'm not sure if I have a really like original answer. I think, you know, making your, I feel like making my daughter laugh is like a huge thing for me. Um, making her just, you know, I, I, I try to not spoil my daughter 
but at the same time, you know, like it's hard not to, because like that, like <laughs> making her happy is like, that is like, makes me happy, you know? So it's, that's kind of like a, it's almost like a, you know, like a, a an addiction or something. You got to really like kind of keep in mind, like, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to spoil them. You don't want to give them everything, but at the same time, like you do want to give them everything. Cause like making them happy is like such a pleasure. I mean, it's, you know, yeah, I think like, that's the, the most rewarding thing is having, having like a happy, well-adjusted child. So, um, again, I think that's like kind of my parenting style is, is sort of trying to be there, um, and make her happy without spoiling her. How, how do you do that? that? That's like super interesting. I, I kind of feel the, the dichotomy there. I'm, I'm with you. It's like, I have one, uh, one son. Uh, so his, his mom and I are separated, but we co-parent really well. And, you know, we, we, we both provide and we, you know, we have oh, that, that's a whole other, like, good jobs and can almost buy them anything really like, you know, within reason, but. Yeah, for sure. That's kind of something I never really realized, you know, or I don't know me. I think everyone probably realizes when they're, when they're a kid, you know, your parent might be like, Oh, I can't buy you that toy because it's too expensive. But it's like, you know, like a toy compared to an R is really, you know, like a couple hundred bucks is not more than a couple of nights out for dinner or whatever. But it's this, it's this whole thing of like, if you li- literally gave your kid everything they wanted, not only would they kind of maybe be a spoiled brat, but your house would be full of crap, which I know <laughs> my, my like that definitely doesn't fly with my wife, who, who does sort of have a different style, like, you know, like I collect records. So I'm already like, if my daughter wants like a new toy. I'm usually like, yeah, sure. Like, you know, I'm going to buy myself a record. I can't say you can't have a new toy or whatever, but I try to limit my record collecting in the same way that I limit like my drinking or, uh, you know, that, that kind of thing. The mod- in moderate, the whole, like everything is good in moderation sort of idea. <laughs> right. I, I collect records that's like hit a struck a nerve with me too. It's like, okay, I, I like, you know, I have a record collection. That's I'm a big SNFU fan. And so I, I have some, some, right. some rec- records that, you know, are worth quite a bit of money and I've spent a lot of money on a, on a record. So sometimes right. like, okay, how can I justify buying this $100 record and not buying my, my son, the $10, $20 Lego sets. <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah. It's tough. It's tough. Okay. Um, that's a good example. Like for me, it's like, I lo- I actually like Lego too. Like that's something that my daughter and I do together. So when I buy her a Lego set, it's really as much for me as it is for her. Um, it's like, if I buy a record that my wife likes, it's like, I'm more likely to buy a record that my wife likes. Cause then she's going to want to listen to it. And it's not going to be like, Oh, you bought another record, you know, like, I don't know. It's yeah, it's, it's an experience, right? With like the Lego sets, or like even like buying a puzzle. You know, like I've done some puzzles with my son. It's the same sort of thing. It's, sure. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a relatively cheap form of entertainment, and you know, especially in these COVID times, it's hard to hard to find things to do. Well, maybe with the weather changing, it'll 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 change. But you know, being yeah, in Canada, you know. I know what you mean. Though I don't. We do. We sort of. Um, we have always discouraged. We've really tried to limit uh, screen time, so we don't like. She doesn't have she doesn't have like a video game console, um, so that's not like a thing, you know. Like she's not like, can I get the newest video game? Because we don't even, we don't like. We wouldn't. We have never bought her a game on her iPad 
she only has an iPad because it's my old iPad kind of thing that like we let her use like maybe once a day to watch like a cartoon on Netflix or whatever. But we do try to really limit her screen time, which I think is a trade-off of like, yeah, like um, I'd rather buy her, yeah, like you said, a puzzle or a Lego set than, than put that into like, uh, yeah, a video game, I suppose. Why do you limit, like, this is a kind of a topic that's come up a few times in a bunch of the interviews. Like, I'm just curious to your own opinion, like, why, why do you limit the, the screen time? I, I mean, it's, it's a hard thing. Like, I feel like I was actually addicted to TV when I was a kid and I'm not now, like I barely watch, I, like we don't, it's not like we spend a bunch of time watching stuff on the internet and don't let our daughter do it. Like, you know, we might do, we might each spend like a half hour a day watching something on Netflix. Um, whereas when I was a kid, I would watch like hours of TV. I like right up until, I don't know, I was a young adult. Um, so I do think there's some, like, I think there's some uh, addiction issues with that. Uh, because I mean, it's coming from my personal experience. But even seeing it in my daughter, like sometimes when we tell her she has to turn like, you know, if she watches one show and we're like, okay, time to turn the, turn the computer off. She'll get like, you know, visibly upset. And it's like, okay, like this is kind of why we're limiting it because you have such like stopping watching it causes you so much anxiety that that, that can't like be a good thing, you know? I, I agree. I'm, I'm a school teacher. And so I deal with, you know, students on their, their phones yeah. um, the time. And I, I see that. So I'm just always well, curious. I got, like I said, it. my daughter's yeah. seven. So it's, it's not a huge issue now, but I can see like when she's in high school, like, I, like, I don't know what we'll do, but well, you know, we're kind of figuring out as we go, right? <laughs> exactly. That's what we do as parents. In, in what ways has fatherhood changed you? Um, well, I, yeah, I, I definitely, I go out a lot less, but with COVID now I'm kind of like, you know, it's that you don't know what you got till it's gone. I feel like I did, I was kind of, I almost was using having a kid as an excuse not to go out. And now that I can't, now that there's nowhere to go, you know, like going to shows, like I, you know, I spent my whole life going to shows, but then when I had a kid, I wasn't going to as many shows. I mean, I was playing a lot of shows. So that's always sort of a thing. Like I, I actually not sure if you play in a band, but like, when you play in a band and you you're playing whatever like 20 shows in a row you don't necessarily want to then spend the 21st day going to see another show <laughs> um you kind of want to like hang out and read a book you know like just because it's sort of different than what you normally do um but i do i feel like i was using having a kid i don't not i feel like parents sometimes like rad dads sometimes use their kids as like a like oh i can't go out because like i got to whatever like I got a kid and it's like yeah man you're just like kind of using that as an excuse to not go do something (laughs) awesome and I'm especially now that there's nothing happening I'm like oh man like not only did I miss some shows that I should have probably gone to but like I could have gone to shows that I maybe weren't even that good but like you know like I said like now that you can't now that there's no shows to go to I'm just like oh man like I'm dying to go to a show I would literally go see any band even if it wasn't a band that I liked just to see live music. Yeah, it's, it, it's tough. I, you know, we have a lot of musicians on this show and I, 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 pl- I play in a cover band, but it's not, it's nothing. It's just kind of for fun, nothing crazy like touring or anything by any means, but right. I, 
yeah, a large part of my uh, existence is, is going to shows and like my, that was my hobby really. And uh, yeah, it's been tough. It's, it's tough. What, what would be, you know, if there was a, a show that any show you could go to tomorrow, what would it be? Who would you see? Oh man. I mean, I hate those whole like desert Island records things. Like, like I said, I mean, I'm a record player. So it's like, I think I, I'm in, we just moved. So I think I've got my record collection like under a thousand records right now, which is like the least amount I've had in like, I don't know, five or 10 years or whatever. Um, like I haven't, I've never gotten rid of this many records since I started collecting records. Uh, and I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about it, to be honest with you. Um, but I still like, I listen to a lot of different music and I like to, you know, like I'm not the kind of person who just like only listens to one thing. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Wait to not, I don't want to not answer your question. Is this like, any band that ever existed or a band that actually I would have a possibility of seeing. No, yeah, I'm, I'm not anyone, any band, yeah, live dead. And I, I mean, I would have to say the Ramones, uh, just because, you know, there's, there's no way we're ever going to get the chance to see them again. I did see them like back in 92. I don't know how old you are, but like, do you remember the, they played Infest in just outside that, of California? That is my biggest regret in my life. Oh yeah. I remember my friend Jay and Aaron coming to my house. I was in grade 11 and they're like, okay, we're, we're going to infest. I'm like, I have no money. And I wasn't like a big camper kind of guy. Like it just didn't like, like, they're like, oh, we'll pay for everything. Like, I'm like, I don't have a tent or anything. Oh, we got a tent. You could come with us. I'm like, I'm just trying to make all of these excuses not to yeah, go. Man, I made too many excuses oh, for and... not going. To now I'm like, man, why? I lived uh, in New York for a couple not new york city i lived in brooklyn for a couple years and you know i went out to bars all the time but i just wasn't like at the time i wasn't that into going to shows and i mean the problem with living in new york is like every night there's like 10 shows so then you <laughs> not only like you have to like plan in advance and decide which one you're going to and for me it was just like overwhelming you know like i'm not i hate going to a restaurant that has like a six page menu you know like i just want to have like three choices <laughs> so i mean and it go, i feel like that really does sort of go back to like this like growing up in calgary there would be one or two shows a week and we would go to every show because it didn't matter who was playing there was only one or two shows so you just went like it was like if you wanted to see live music and like hang out away from your parents like that's what you did right so uh so that's definitely like what i miss um but yeah, to answer your question, I think like probably like if I had a chance to see any band, uh, it would probably be the Ramones. That's a, would, that's a good show. That, that would be mine. Would be a third I mean, uh, you know, I did see the Buzzcocks right before Pete Shelley passed away, which was awesome. Um, and I'm glad that was a show that I'm glad I did go to. I mean, I never saw them back in the day. I'm not I'm not that old, but um, yeah, I would I would definitely put them maybe on that list too since since uh yeah Pete Shelley's no longer with us and uh he's he's definitely a huge influence for me sweet uh what are what are some of the traits you think make one a rad dad oh man um I don't know like I said I can, I think I do sort of identify as one but don't necessarily think it's like a good or bad thing um I uh you know, like I took my daughter to see the descendants when she was like less than one years old, just so that I could tell people that she saw the descendants when she was a baby, you know, like 
is that like is that like uh, is that good parenting no i don't think so but is it rad yes pretty rad. <laughs> and like she's been skateboarding since like i had her on a skateboard before she could stand like i would like wheel her around like hold her up and wheel her around the house you know like like i don't know that's again i don't i don't think that's like good parenting like there's a possibility she could have hurt herself but i wasn't like you know throwing her down the ramp or anything um but you know it's that kind of stuff it's like I think doing kind of like, you know, doing on you, I don't know, doing uh, abnormal things. Like I think being weird is, is, is the best, you know, like I don't, I don't ever want to be like identified as being normal. So like whatever the opposite of normal is for like parenting, like, you know, playing catch with your kid. Like I'd rather like, wheel my daughter around on my skateboard even you know this is of course before she had the freedom of choice of picking stuff for herself like now that she's kind of has her own her own opinion i don't push it too much you know because like i don't want her to reject it just because i'm pushing her into it um i still give her like the option of like listening to my music or going skateboarding but like you know i basically kind of like try to try to not push her too hard in my direction you know I'd rather her find that herself that's exactly how I feel I think it's almost one of the reasons maybe why I started Rad Dads is this idea of like I don't like like as you said kind of like the not normal thing like you know I guess the alternative for lack of better word the alternative kind of thing I grew up skateboarding I grew up in the like punk culture grew up growing going to shows like you know at the Bronx Sunday afternoon that would be like a thing almost weekly like and uh i i guess i learned so much from that scene and i have a different world view because of skateboarding a different world view because of punk rock and i'm super grateful for that upbringing that i kind of want to share that with with my 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 kids so i don't know i just wanted to share that that's like that's how i feel but now i'm at the point where it's like okay like yeah he's not really into my music that that's okay though. I want him to have passions <laughs> and, yeah, exactly. and follow. Um, did you have any fears about becoming a dad? Oh, totally. Um, yeah. And I mean, I still do. I still, you know, I kind of look forward to my daughter growing up, but at the same time, I'm, I'm totally afraid for her. Like, I think I was very, I was a very reluctant parent to begin with because, you know, I see the world and this is like, very much influenced by like growing up as like a punk rock, you know, kid and then adult. Um, you see, you know, you see the world through pretty, um, you know, you, you see the world through pretty negative, like a pretty negative viewpoint. I mean, and that's, I still believe that. Like I, I believe that the world's a pretty fucked up place. So like to bring another person into a world and it's, you know, look at, look at where things are right now. Like I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I don't feel like I'm wrong about that. Like the world is not in the greatest state that it's ever been in. It's not necessarily getting better every day. So to bring a human being into that, like I did have some pretty major reluctances, but I mean, you know, and any parent knows like there's nothing like it, you know, like there's nothing, like there's no love, like the love for your kid. So, I mean, that's, I mean, as selfish as that is, like, it's, 
it's pretty it's a pretty amazing experience. And you know, we can always hope that our kids save the world, right? Well, yeah, I would like that was kind of maybe a little bit my follow-up question or comment about the idea of like, you know, um so it's a conversation I have with with friends and and just in my brain, I guess. Like punk. When you when you see that word punk and like punk rock, to you, what would be like what would you say to someone when you said, okay, describe punk rock to them? Uh, I mean, punk rock is probably not just one thing. Like I think, um, I think punk rock is like in some ways a fashion statement, like it kind of started like, you know, British punk partially started with like the Sex Pistols, which came literally out of like a fashion boutique, you know, like, um, the whole like Mohawks and, and like safety pins, which like, I'm, I'm still totally into that. Like I love, like I love punk fashion uh as well as like you know like look at streetwear streetwear which is like a major fashion movement basically came out of 90s skateboarding which was like my teenage you know years like my like the years that i developed as a human being like became conscious of the world so like and and sorry my mother also and my wife are both in fashion so like that side of it definitely still means something to me even though the other you know like the other side of me is like no like punk rock is like attitude it's more like skateboarding where it's like it's not about you know it's not about being on a team and like and winning and going to the olympics it's about like trying your best and like doing something like super gnarly and not not giving a fuck if you if you like hurt yourself or like you know not even maybe you never land a trick, but you're still gonna try it. That kind of thing. Like that's pretty punk rock. Like just like going for it. I mean, and and that is for me. You know, like I'm a 45 year old, like not very successful musician. Like I've been doing this for a long time, and I have zero interest in becoming famous. Like I said, I don't even know why I was asked to be on this podcast. Although I'm very <laughs> grateful that I was. Um, I'm still just a bit confused how like you even have heard of who you know like heard of any of the music that i put out because you know none of it is like been on the radio or whatever i mean it, you know it's on like college radio but you know what i'm saying it's not i wasn't in pennywise or the descendants that's for sure um and you know like maybe when i was younger that was like what i was striving for but even then like when i was a teenager i wanted to be in pennywise and the descendants but those bands weren't like playing these festivals to like millions of people they were playing to like 50 to 100 kids at a bar on a Sunday afternoon, you know? <laughs> yeah. um, and that, that's you know, you know, like that's, to me, that's what I'm striving for. I'm striving to be in a band that like, you know, people can go like 100 or 200 people will go see and maybe like sell like 1,000 or 5,000 copies of our record or whatever. But like, I, yeah, I don't give a crap about like making money or being famous. Like I definitely... I don't know if I was ever that, I don't think I was ever interested in that side of it. Like for me, I just love to play and write music and, uh, and yeah, I just can't stop. So it's, I've just basically had to kind of like cater my life to it. Uh, yeah. So going kind of back to like the punk thing, like, like, so do you, do you find that there's hope in punk music and like that kind of trickles into your, um, your, your parenting? Sure. Um, yeah, I don't know. That I mean, that's a good question. 
Is there hope in punk music? There is, I think. I guess the message uh, of hope. I mean, like, I'm a huge sucker for, like, power pop and pop punk, uh, a lot of which is, like, focused on, like, you know, like, like love songs, you know? Like, I'm still a, I'm a, still a total sucker for, for, like, a good love song. And I think there's, you know, like, what what has more hope than a love song? Like even like a, even like a rejected love song still has like a hope for like the, you know, the future or whatever. Uh, more so than just saying like, oh man, like, like I was saying, like the, a punk song that's like, fuck the world, like the world's totally going to shit. Um, which isn't, you know, that's the other side of it. You know, it's kind of like, there's not just one, version of punk i guess is sort of what i was what i was getting at just maybe like there's not one version of, of parenting um yeah. can you are you comfortable talking about relationship with your dad with my dad yeah for sure i mean i kind of touched on it already like yeah. i have a really close relationship with my dad although and i i totally think my relationship with him has informed my like parenting but at the same time like i i can honestly say like I'm making a conscious effort to like not be totally um, like I don't want to I don't want to I want to I want to focus as much of my time with my daughter as I can because I don't want to like kind of like miss her growing up kind of thing and I, I mean I, I hate to like you know I think my dad might actually see this or hear it and um, I don't want him to think that I resent anything that he ever did i just that's that's kind of where i'm at with my parenting it's like i totally am taking what he showed me which is like you know just like this sort of undying love and wanting to like want the best for your kids um i just like have a different just like you said there's not just one way of doing that i think you know and i'm not like i would never criticize anyone's parenting style even if it's not like I don't, I wouldn't say anyone's parenting style is the same. Right. And it, I'm not going to say mine is better than yours. I'm just going to say it's different. Yeah. And, that, and that's what I find on the show too. Like you just, you know, it's, it's more just kind of a, a, a curiosity of mine, you know, like why I ask these questions and it's been interesting to me of all the interviews that we've done um, that there's these themes that just kind of come out of, of these questions. And it's just, to me, um, I don't know why, but it is, it's, it's totally interesting. And uh, you, you touched on some of them. Um, so brag about the, the new, the new record and what, what's kind of the future of Autogram and, and your projects and other things. Uh, well, yeah, I've, <laughs> I've really been trying. I, I definitely miss like playing with other people, like the whole, I mean, I, I know, sorry, I know your question wasn't, COVID oriented, but it's hard, hard to not sort of bring that into it. Uh, it's been over, well, quite a bit over a year since the last time I played live. Uh, one of my bands, my, my sort of more punk rock band, Jiffy Marker, that's just like, kind of like all my homies getting together once a week to like bash out some tunes. We have, we jammed a little bit last summer when it seemed safe. Um, but you know, that, I think that only even lasted like a month or two. Um, but we were, we were making like a bunch of demos, just like all recording at home, like sending the tracks back and forth. And then, um, 
my best friend and I basically wrote like a, we wrote 30 songs and recorded them in our practice space last summer, um, which that's coming out on a couple tapes this summer. Actually, it's being uh, partially released by a, by a, um, a label out of Calgary. Another another Alberta connection there for you. Sweet. What, um, what, what label? Um, uh, Dead uh, Offensive. Uh, and that band is called uh, Night Court. It's not even, we never jammed. We've only recorded because it was started during like the, we started kind of like, like I said, just sending tracks back and forth digitally. And then when, when it was safe for a couple months to actually be in the same room, we uh we like diy recorded like 30 songs um so that stuff's coming out on two tapes this year uh last year i released my first uh, solo single um that came out in the fall uh and then yeah the new autogram just came out this year and um yeah so i i mean i've been doing as much music as i can but i gotta say i do i definitely miss like the traditional like i mean yeah i miss like playing with people for sure and, <laughs> yeah. and going I like going to see bands I miss that as much as I miss playing I think which is crazy because like I said I wasn't even really going out that much before COVID what made you put out a record during during COVID oh man <laughs> I don't know the single the, the first record I put out which was the single almost sort of felt like a bit of a mistake um I just like some you know some records were doing really well because people were home they didn't have they, they were getting like um they were getting their covid checks or whatever they're called and um like you know buying stuff online so there was some people who were like you know doing really well but um i definitely know i know most people i know like you know most of the labels i've talked to and other bands like i don't think anyone's really like benefiting from covid much so it's been it's been weird uh autogram is is like definitely uh a democracy between the three members and we just figured like we started recording it like almost a year before covid hit it was almost done recorded like we, we were almost finished recording when covid hit so you know if we waited another year it would be like three years old you know like we'll mm -hmm. we will have written another record by then so so that one would make more sense that one made more sense to put it out we even though we can't tour we're just like trying to we're actually trying to make more videos like we're, we're we're not even living in the same cities anymore well two of us are living in the same city and and our drummer is now living in chicago so we wouldn't even be jamming even if we like were allowed to be in the same room um we would be touring for sure but so instead of touring we're just trying to make more videos which is just kind of fun like i don't think anyone watches videos but it's fun for us <laughs> as a band to like do something creative right right exactly especially these times right when, when yeah. you know access to those activities that you usually do uh, tend not to uh last question um any fatherly words of wisdom to any of the rad dads out there oh i don't know i, I you know it's i know you've i've heard you ask this to several people and i kind of tried to like come up with something but i don't know i i don't feel like i've been a dad long enough to really impart that much wisdom. I usually tell people like for, for a new dad, you know, cause I've been a dad long enough that I feel like I can, I can, uh, I don't know if it's advice, but I can like warn, warn a new dad that like, you know, if you're expecting a child, I would say like, try to get as much sleep as you can. Cause those first few months are like 
pretty rough. Like the first, you know, I'm talking about a first kid, of course. I only have one, so I'm actually not really sure what it is. Like having another kid, I've heard is kind of easier, but I wouldn't know because I don't have one. Uh, but yeah, ha having a, that that first few months was pretty tough. Um, it's a bit of a shock to the system, so I would probably warn warn someone of that. And even like the first three years, I think for me were a bit of a blur. Um, and you know, I mean, sounds like I, I do mean it pretty tongue in cheek, cheek, but it, it like, it does get better. Like it definitely <laughs> that from the, from that, like the shock of having your first child, it definitely is like, it goes like, goes way uphill once they start like walking and talking and like having their own like feelings and like, yeah, it's pretty awesome. As you know. It is. It is. Uh, thank you so much uh, for your time, uh, Jiffy. Appreciate uh, the the chat. Thanks again for having me, man. It's uh, really is. Uh, I would uh, I would go as far to say an honor. It's, uh, it's, I really like the podcast. All right, that was Jiffy Marks on the Rad Dads Show. Thank you so much to Jiffy for joining us, and thank you for listening. If you like this episode, it would mean a lot to us if you drop us a review on iTunes. And if you're looking for more Rad Dads content, find us wherever you get your podcasts or give us a follow on social media. On Instagram, you can find us at, at rad underscore dads underscore show and on Facebook and Twitter at, at Rad Dads Show. And now you can also look us up on YouTube for some video interviews as well, including this one. Lastly, Rad Dads is first and foremost a community organization aimed at positive parenting. And you can check out what we do over at raddadsyeg.com. That's raddadsyeg.com. Thanks for tuning in. In the meantime and in between time, stay rad.